0: Hey there. Welcome to the Transit Lounge. My name's Chandra and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm really glad that you're here listening today. I'm in Sydney today and it's been really cold so I'm a bit rugged up. I've got my UGG boots on, I'm not afraid to admit. So I hope wherever you are, you are somewhere warm or a temperature that you enjoy. Today's episode is kind of building off last week's episode, which was looking at one of my top 10 in demand skills for women making career change. So, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then you can maybe go and listen to that episode after this one. Now, you don't have to have listened to that past episode for this one to make sense because this one's really about the broader topic of making career change, which is A big topic, and it's one that I spend a lot of time thinking about, talking about, reading about, listening to stuff about, because it's a big part of what I do. I help women who are at a professional crossroad to get clarity on what's next for them and how they can make it happen so they can do work that they love. The kind of people this is really intended for, and I guess the kind of people that I work with the most. Could be someone who is currently working, has been doing what they're doing professionally for a while, maybe 10 years or more, and they used to love it, used to just love, love, love what they did. And now they're at a point where it's just feeling a bit blah. And they want to make a change into doing something that actually feels a little bit more meaningful and more of a fit for who they are and what's important to them now because that can change over time and that was totally me at one stage a few years ago except I left it way too long to make any kind of plans to change or to make a move and I ended up getting sick. I was diagnosed with severe adrenal fatigue which is basically just burnout about five years ago which sort of forced my move to get me moving from That role that I wasn't really loving anymore. Another example is someone who I coached last year who is working but has got some ideas, some really great ideas about a business of their own that they want to create as the next phase that they want to go into professionally. And so she is starting to think about what that might look like and starting to make a plan whilst she's still working so she can feel more confident about having that plan in place so that she could make that transition in the next year or two. Or another great woman that I worked with who had been on maternity leave and was starting to think about her return to work. And she wanted to make sure that if she was going back to work, the work that she was going to be doing not only fitted in around her family commitments and what she wanted to be doing as a mum and as a wife, a partner, that what she was doing for work was actually going to be fulfilling enough and meaningful enough to justify her being away from her son. I tend to work with women who actually really enjoy working. I think that's because I am a self-confessed workaholic and you know, they're people who, women who want work to be something that Feels meaningful. It's not just a job for the sake of a job. So, I guess any of those kinds of scenarios are the type of people that I love working with to help them make the move to the next phase of their career. And that's what this week's episode is all about looking at the three stages of making career change. And I think it's important to talk about because something that I've seen that is really common is that people assume that once they get that first inkling or feeling ready for a change, that they're just going to somehow magically the change is just going to be made in a single bound. And unfortunately, that is very rarely the case. I guess it does happen for some people where they're just going to go from job to job or they get offered something they weren't expecting. So it does happen. But if you're going to be the instigator of the change, it rarely happens as quickly as you might want it to, especially if it's a change to doing something that's quite different to what you've been doing. So it can take a lot longer than you think it might or that you would want it to. And so I wanted to share these three stages so that you can figure out which stage do you think that you're in and what's the next stage for you? And importantly, what do you need to focus on and do and look out for in each stage? All right. So the first stage of the three stages is contemplation in this stage you're just going to be likely to be just starting to think about potentially wanting a change you're in that space of questioning maybe considering and maybe it's because of frustration that your boss is an absolute nightmare. Like someone I worked with whose boss just kept taking credit for all of her ideas and the work that she was doing and just didn't give her any credit for it. And so she decided that she wanted to start her own thing. So she never had to deal with a nightmare boss again. And she's building up to that while she's still working, which is actually a really smart way to go. And there's lots of reasons for that, which I have talked about in previous episodes, and I'm sure I'll I'll do another episode about that approach. Maybe there's changes in your workplace that you just don't feel aligned with. And I have definitely been there myself because when that can happen, it can make you question how long you can see yourself working there for. And that was something that I really played with and considered for a while when I felt like were, the business was going in a direction that just didn't it didn't sit with me right about what was happening. And so that can sometimes be a catalyst. Or maybe you're at a stage in your life where you just feel pulled to do something different, something different from what you've been doing, something that maybe feels more important. That was definitely me when I was in my radio career I had at that stage a lot of the hallmarks of success, but I just wasn't feeling as fulfilled as I wanted to be or as much as I saw other people in the industry feeling. And so that made me think that there was something else that potentially I could do that might feel a bit more meaningful to me and that would allow me to feel like I was making a bigger impact in the world. Now, mind you, I had no clue at that stage what that was, but I just knew instinctively that it was time and I needed to make a change. I didn't know when and how that was going to happen, but that was that phase that I was in. Now, in this contemplation consideration phase, you're literally just starting to consider this as an idea. You're thinking about options. You're thinking about ideas of what else potentially you could do or you might want to do. Now, something that you do not want to do while you're in this stage is to jump too quickly into making plans or taking rash action. No matter what, you want to work through this phase and ensure that you have the clarity that you need to make wise choices and not just be reactive and then end up in a new situation that might be just as bad or worse than what you were doing before. Something else that often happens in this stage is when you start to consider and question uh, doing something new, that tends to trigger that your brain goes into a bit of an overdrive. It is going to kick into protection mode and start to tell you all the reasons why this is a bad idea. It wants you to stay safe and just keep doing what you've always done or you've been doing because it's familiar to you. Your brain doesn't care that you are unhappy or potentially driving yourself into an early grave. It just wants you to stay alive and it thinks that anything that is unknown or unfamiliar might kill you. You might say it's a little bit overreactive, but that's just how our brains are wired. And when you're trying to create some kind of change, that part of your brain can actually be a bit unhelpful. But you just need to be aware that that is likely to kick in at some point. So in this phase, do not jump too soon. Do expect the doubting voice in your head to speak up and make a bit of noise. Now, one thing that you can do to manage this is to just start to make a note of all the fears and all the concerns and all the questions that your brain is going to throw up for you. That way, if you're making a note of it, you're paying attention to it, your inner voice feels heard and you can benefit then from any legitimate questions or concerns that your brain is bringing to your attention and then you can work through them when the time is right. So you're not going to get caught up with what they are, but you're just going to potentially make a note of them so that they are captured and you can move on to the next thing. You can also in this phase start to make notes of any and all the ideas that you have about what you might like to do next. And you can never start this phase too early. You want to make the most of these early ideas later. So just start a list now. It could be a Word doc, it could be a Google Doc, an Excel spreadsheet, it could be a OneNote workbook, whatever your note-taking list making tool of choice is, I just recommend that you start making the notes, capture the ideas, the thoughts, the worries, the concerns. Now for me, I do recommend that it be something online because even though I'm a massive fan of writing things down and the power and influence when you actually write something down in your own handwriting, a downside of that in this instance is having things sort of noted and tucked away in a notebook somewhere makes them harder to find quickly and you may just end up with lists in all over the place in different books and and notebooks and pieces of paper. You could potentially create one specific journal or notebook that you put all your ideas, questions and things into for this process but for ideas, in my experience, I have liked to use OneNote because, uh, or Evernote if you use that, it's, they're very similar tools apparently. Because when it's online, it's searchable and accessible anywhere. So it makes it easy for you to add ideas or to retrieve the ideas no matter what, instead of having to hunt through pages and pages of various thoughts and lists and uh, notes that you've made. The other word of warning about this phase that I've got is don't stay here too long. Because the longer that you stay in just this first contemplation phase, the more likely you are to extend and delay unnecessarily and potentially talk yourself out of considering a change. Now, in this stage, if you're looking for support, you could get support through this phase through a book. There's there's lots of really great, interesting books around creating career change. You could go and, and to a library or go online and find a book. You could do a course, something that's going to guide you through a process that's going to give you the outcomes that you want. You could work with a coach. Now, regardless of what support you choose to go with, you want for the focus of that support to be helping you get clear about things like if you actually do want or need to make a change, or if this is just a a phase or a reaction to something that's happened that you're still dealing with. You want to get clear about what's actually important to you in whatever you do move to. It could be that you're focusing on clarifying what it is that you actually want to do next. Sometimes people don't actually know, like I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I just had that feeling that I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing. And I knew there was something else out there for me that I wanted to go and explore and so in this phase you could focus on actually getting clarity around what what is that thing so that you've got a bit more insight about the direction that you want to go you don't have to have it all figured out and know all the steps and everything you don't have to know everything but it's good to make a conscious decision about what it is that you do want and don't want so that you're not just being reactive For example, in my CEOU online coaching program, the last time I ran that, there was one of the members with Kathy and she started the program totally convinced that she had to move out of her industry and organization into something completely new. She didn't feel like there was any direction up that she could keep going in. But as a result of doing the program, she realized that actually there were some opportunities that she was really interested in, in her same organization and industry, without necessarily having to completely step out and move out into something new, which was great for her. Another client who also did the CEOU program was in between roles after taking time off to travel. And she wasn't sure. She'd been, you know, looking a little bit for roles. She was also sort of considering whether or not she would do consulting rather than uh, getting a, a job. She really enjoys travel and so that was a question and some people suggested to her, hey, you'd be really great as a consultant and why don't you look into that and work for yourself instead of getting a job and that way when you want to travel again, you know, you just make that decision and off you go. And as a result though of doing the COU program, she got really clear that the consulting option was actually not a fit for her and what she really wanted. And so that allowed her to really focus in on roles that would be a better match for her great range of experience. And she, she did go on to get a great, fantastic role that she's really thriving in. Now, keep in mind, this stage is about you getting some clarity on what you really want, who you really are, And who you want to be. What's most important to you in the context of your career and how that fits into and impacts the rest of your life. This is about you stepping into the shoes of being your own boss in the business of your life, not leaving things to just drift along, not hoping and wishing that someone else will just come along and fix things or tell you what to do. You need to drive your own progress and choose the direction. You're the only one who is going to be with you for your entire life and that's why you need to step into those shoes and choose that direction. So in this phase, you want to explore what comes up for you. Explore what support you need before you rush into making a move into stage two. So if you think that you're in this phase You really want to just do some of that reflecting work. Actually get to know yourself again if you've forgotten yourself. That was definitely part of where I was with my last corporate job was I'd gotten to a stage where I'd immersed myself so much into what I did for work, I'd kind of forgotten who I was and therefore when work started to be not as much fun and the challenges were just annoying rather than interesting – It became all-consuming and really depleting for me. And so part of what I worked on with a coach was to remind myself about all those things, what was important to me and what I was really looking to experience through my work part of my life. And that's important because you actually want to get to know yourself a bit so that you can make your next career move a meaningful and successful one, not just a reactive one. If you feel like you might have skipped over this part in the process, that maybe you're sort of partway into the next stage, you can always go back and revisit. In fact, as you move into the other phases, you'll most likely get more information as you do some research and, and, and planning that might change things. You might get information and think, actually, that's not the direction I want to go at all. So, that would be a good time to revisit the contemplation, consideration phase to check back in with what you're actually wanting so that you can make decisions with that in mind and not just be moving away from something that you don't like or you're not happy with. You're actually able to move towards something that you do want, something that inspires you and that will help you work through any setbacks or challenges that you come across inevitably as you start to make your move. So that's part one of this three-part episode, if you like, I wanted to break them up so that you can absorb each one separately and not get too overwhelmed with considering all of it all in one go. Now, something else that might help you with the contemplation phase is my new free guide, my top 10 in-demand skills for women making career change. You can download it now to see which ones you think you already have and which ones to focus on as you move through your career change. Now, the link where you can get that from, I'll give you the URL. It's a bit of a long one. It is www.thetransitlounge.com forward slash in hyphen demand hyphen skills. So the transitlounge.com in demand skills with hyphens in between. I will include a link in the show notes for you because that's a bit of a tricky one. And part two, talking about the second stage of career change, will be released very soon. So keep an, an eye and an ear out for that one. But until then, have a great week considering what's next for you in your work life. What would meaningful work look like for you? See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favour and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO CEOU in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.